I'm Margaret Jo McCullen. And I'm Terry Rialto. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to TC and Jake on, on National Public, Public Radio. Podcasting time again. Favorite time of the week. I can't time hear you. Podcast. I'm not saying anything. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, we could still do the show. Yeah, that's fine. That's How totally fine. Yeah, still no. Still no? Still. I don't believe you. Okay, yeah, now it's coming through. Okay. <laughs> I don't buy it. Look at this weather. Look at it. Just look at this weather. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite thing to do now outside of driving through recently developed, in my recent, I mean last 20 years, suburban areas, and say this used to all be fields. <laughs> Other than that, it's You'd just You'd have sandwich. to fill me in on what that means. Look at this weather. I thought I'd talk to you about this already. I don't think so. I think it came up whenever we were in Montana, because I was with a bunch of dudes who were from the Keller area. They'd seen some fields before? Well, just that that's, that's like, and I was actually with my dad this Saturday, uh, and he's a big fan of this, and I used to think it was really lame, and now I realize I do it all the time, is like, if I'm driving, particularly if I'm uh, like with someone, even Kristen, who grew up pretty much around here for a significant portion of her life. Uh-huh. If I'm driving and it's like South Lake or Keller, I'm like, oh, geez, this over here, I, this is all fields. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, certainly there's plenty of things that were fields in my life that are now buildings. Um, but I, our, our good friend Harper lives uh, in, in near enough to the area where I grew up. And uh, every time I'm driving to his house, it's just blowing my mind. And I, I, was, I was telling him and his wife that if, if they ever needed it, uh, I would be happy to take them on a tour where I just told them other businesses that used to be in those buildings. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty fired up about that opportunity. <laughs> I mean, like, I can't Still think pending. of anything that I would enjoy more. But uh, I was I was real. It's I could see I had a little bit of self awareness about how it might be isolated to me the enthusiasm. Yeah. Uh, but if they wanted to know whether or not it used to be a CC's there, it did. <laughs> it did. Well, I can't remember which guy it was, but one of the this dudes. This was a blockbuster. One, one of the dudes in Montana. When we were talking about it, we were like, I think yeah, it was it's, Greg. It's really weird when you're like. You know, you think it's really silly that your dad seems so proud to point this out to you when you're a kid. And then when you get older and you're just like, man, I remember when this was Fields. And one of the guys <laughs> is like, yeah, dude, building shit rocks. <laughs> He's right. It's just it's such a dude's mind move, you know. <laughs> mind blowing. <laughs> just build some stuff, man. I mean, I, I think that you guys aren't <laughs> taking it far enough. Uh, what, I was driving through New Mexico once and uh, just was really, it's an entrancing experience driving through New Mexico. You've done it many times, yeah? Yeah. Um, and uh, just that big highway that goes through it. I assume there's only one. <laughs> There's very few. Um, That if you're uh, if you're looking, I was I was staring off to my right, and came to the realization uh, that if I stopped the car, took about four steps, and just had my head turned perpendicular to the road, nothing I could see would be improved by man. Probably the only time in my life that that's been true. Like even whenever I was in Yellowstone, I we were on the parts where like. uh, I guess I'm saying you step away from the car. So, yeah, sure. Right. But there's there's a lot of people, uh, you know, also on the road, whatever. 
I guess it's also a cool experience. I'm not here to to explain why that's bad. Um, but uh, yeah, just ever since then, I have always wondered, like, what you know, what we gaze out upon now from this uh, beautiful bay window. <laughs> Again, do you just call it a large window? It's I don't. The window. If I just say window, I don't feel like I'm capturing it. They I think agree. That we're looking at a one pane. I agree with you, know, you that that just calling it a window is not an accurate. It's representation, a three part but, window. But bay rep, bay window is just flat out wrong. If you tried to open this window, there's a large section you couldn't, right. and then there's two other sections. Yeah, it's a big window. It's an amazing window, but it's not. I mean, even close to a bay. I mean, definitionally, it's, it's a not a bay window. Angle from the wall. But if someone can just explain to me if there's a word other than large that home builders use to, you know, put down whatever they're trying to say. Putting this kind of window yep. in, I would appreciate it. Um, but until then, we're just going to have to go with something that everyone knows is wrong but understands. Uh, gazing out this bay window, what what would we have seen back in the prehistoric times? Prehistoric, I don't know. But I do have a picture of this house when it was built. It was the first one over here. Oh, wow. Really? There's nothing around it. Give me that. It was with. Uh, it was here when we, when we moved in. and it had, The home had been in the family that we bought it from since then. Oh my god! <clears throat> yeah, so you uh, guys fucked up. Probably got ghosts. Did you see uh, KJ retweeted it? And I read everything that KJ retweets. Uh, the New Jersey uh, Boulevard, the the home loves young blood story. Mm-mm. That was a that was a stunner of a story. It was in New York Magazine. I think it was in the Cut. Oh, Ooh, of course, you yeah. Love the Cut. I'm always just. Uh, Up to date on the cut. New family moved into, I think it was Westfield, New Jersey. One of the, uh, similar to Alpine. Mm, Bergen County. Um, I think it's in a different county. It's like more, you know, know. Alpine's north of the city. I think Westfield is south of it. I just know Bergen County because of census fail. (laughs) Okay. They're from there and they would say that at the start of all their shows. (laughs) All right. That sounds cool. Yeah. Um... But uh, so the family buys a new home. They're uh, in a situation I'm living in right now where you want to make a couple of repairs so you're not moving all your stuff in yet. And uh, they get a letter. And it's just a long, like, handwritten letter uh, that is just straight horror film shit, you know? It's fucking... They cut I, the letters out of a Teen Vogue? Uh-huh. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's handwritten, handwritten okay. but it's like... Uh, Fucking the home loves young blood. Like mm. you, you soon you will find what is in the walls, what has always been in the walls. And he's like, you know, since the, in the sixties, uh, my father was tasked with watching it, and he passed it down to me. And he signs it as the Watcher. Okay, and it's just all foreboding shit, and it, it's all like basically saying like you move into this house will kill your kids, and uh, you know the whole saga goes on from there. You can read the article, but uh it's amazing it just the details are stunning like if you read the stuff that they actually wrote that hats off to the guy for really capturing the vibe did uh the kids get killed the kids did not get killed i'm willing to reveal that end of the story yeah it's weird didn't get killed because i can't place this right now in my head of like oh you know what i think it's just it's from home alone the scene where the sticky fingers bandits home alone 2 we came to learn yeah yeah I believe in Home Alone 2, they do yes, get out of jail yeah. and decide to go by the Sticky Fingers, well, man. So you were halfway correct. I'm giving myself full points. Okay. I'm willing to. I'm not going <laughs> to fight you on that. I'm going to save my challenge flag. I'll be, I'm big enough to. 
<laughs> to, to claim full full uh-huh. correctness. Yeah. Like uh I think it's kind of when like Kevin starts to get his swagger a little bit and he goes down to the basement and the furnace is like crowing and he's like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. And it just stops and he's not scared anymore. That's how I feel like I would feel about those letters. Like if this was a movie that was uh that where I bought the home, I would open up the letter and I would open up the uh I would open up the letter and then I'd see the paper and they would start playing like ominous music. You know, it would have like a minor chord pad thing like they yeah absolutely and then you know i would like realize that there's there's a lot of words and i would get to like the third sentence and i would just throw it away and the music would stop (laughs) i don't got time for this (laughs) this is fucking boring from there it's just a straightforward buddy comedy (laughs) exactly right yeah the guy's like outside like he doesn't He's like, God you know, damn it. Mm. I really thought that was going to work. Right. But then he realizes like he didn't hook me with the lead. Yeah. No, they, like, ah, they have sucks, subsequent dude. ones where they, they know the kids' names. They're like commenting on specific thing. You know, they're like, uh, you know, there was an publicly easel. available information. That's not really that ominous. Well, no, they, they mentioned, they were like, uh, you know, I saw a little Sadie drawing on her easel there. Is she the artist of the family? Boulevard loves artists. Mm. Um, was it just the dad? <laughs> the writing the letter? Yeah. He just thought it was a shit he was ass, at, he but was, couldn't stand up to his wife. But he was having a goof I'm, while I'm he was not having to be forced to live there. I, I wouldn't steal the clicks from the cut. <laughs> I respect them too much. <laughs> you have always said that. <laughs> it's, it's been one of the principles we built this show upon. Dude, I saw this video a few months ago. Uh, it's probably maybe it's only like a month ago. And this is potentially racist. Okay. Okay. But since I know that your wife is a big fan of Selena, I would uh-huh. assume that to an extent there was some level of like Tejano music in her upbringing or did she just liked Selena because she was an identifiable Latina star. I would guess that her grandparents did like Tejano music, but it's not like her dad blasted around the house. Okay. See, I didn't know. I mean, his family's Mexican, right? Yeah, 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 hundred so, percent. And yeah. listen, my my grandparents were very into. He likes Santana a lot, but I don't know if I would count that. Yeah, no, that feels like it's just regular popular music of your culture. Well, Santana's also Mexican. Yeah, and really, I guess I'm more thinking of like late career Santana because early career Santana was That's highly, highly uh, yeah. Latin feel to it. Yeah. So I don't... I Big mean, fan of that Live of the Fillmore album. My grandparents actually were really into... I don't know if you would call it Tejano. I guess you would. But they were really into it because it sounded like German music. Okay. If All you right. think about it, they're very similar. Yeah. No, I've always heard that. The, the, the You know, it's, it's a polka beat. Yeah. It's the backbone um, of Tejano music. So I saw this video. A lot of you may have seen it too because it had like... Which makes me wonder. I'm. It makes me somewhat confident that like Mexicans who live in Mexico probably don't listen to Tejano music. Maybe, but also I don't know like what exactly counts Mexico, as Tejano. If you're in southern Mexico, you don't give a shit about the Germans that settled in central Texas. Yeah, maybe not. But if you're middle to north, maybe. Yeah. But um, this video had uh, was shared a lot, so you may have seen it. I'd never heard of it before, though. We're going to the video. Uh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Wait on that. I'm just going to read you this story. Okay, okay. Uh, so this is a so they got away with that huh kind of but i feel I like those. anything that involves the cartel shouldn't even really be counted because they get away with everything huh yeah that's sort of the deal <laughs> so i don't know if this fits in the file uh-huh but so somebody posted a video uh of this uh mexican singer named rosalino sanchez felix 
or uh, Rosalino Sanchez Felix. I think he went mm-hmm. by Chilano Felix. Chilino Sanchez. I don't know. So this is, I think he's 32 years old at the time. And he was like a relatively popping artist in Mexico. Good for him. This is in May of 1992. And the video that you see is like they're at a club, his band. And he goes up on stage, like the band's already playing a little bit. And I think he might have had a guitar, but he definitely was just approaching the lead singer microphone. Mm -hmm. And somebody walks up to him and hands him a piece of paper. And he reads it and he fucking looks like he's losing all of uh, his blood in his face. Like he's Mm -hmm. like, oh, God. It's not a good message. So apparently the the cartel handed this dude a letter Right before he was about to start song number one that was like, if you play the show, we're killing you afterward. And he just did. Oh, wow. And so did they. Okay. Like that night. And he just kind of killed it. Like he brushed it off and was like, I'm booked for this show. I'm a, I'm an artist. I'm a, I'm a front man for this band. We're doing this goddamn thing. And afterward, they killed wow. him. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, I've never I'd, heard this story before. But I'd like, like it, to examine that decision. I mean, I am a fuck around, find out kind of person in some aspects of my life. Yeah, and maybe like it was they but were going to kill him either way. And then he, and rather than just fleeing. That's a good point. Was like, yeah, uh, I'm just going to play the show and see how things I'm play acknowledging out for me. he probably has a lot more information about the situation than I do. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, if it's like he's like, yeah, well, I did fuck his girlfriend. Like, I know he's going to kill me either way. Might as well get some tunes in. Um, but, you know, I, I, a random guy off the street pointing a gun in your face, probably on average, you know, I mean, I know, know we talked to Tim last week, uh, but it, Tim sounded like he agreed with me. They're not ready to pull the trigger. They yeah. don't want to pull the trigger. I think they did not go the into case. this night thinking about whether or not they were willing to. They just figured that you would fucking collapse. Whereas the uh, cartel, I would say, I would ju- my priors are different there. I think that they're willing to pull the trigger. Yeah. I would respect it differently. Yeah. And so, yeah, these videos are too long for me to play them for you, but you can find it on your own. But uh, The video of them killing him? No, there's no video of them killing him. But so he leaves the club around midnight with two of his brothers, a cousin, and several young women, which if we just want to pause there for a second and say like respect to like, yeah, I'm going to play this show. And at some point, there's a good chance they want to kill me tonight. But I'm also leaving here with some Trying creepy strange. First. 100%. Like, <laughs> there's, there's still front burner uh-huh. right now. They were pulled over by a group of armed men. The male a, brain is only wired one way. That's right. To look at development and yeah. chicks. They were pulled over by a group it of creates. armed men in armed, unmarked cars. They showed state police ID cards and told Chilano they're commanded our commandant wanted to see them. Chilano agreed, got into one of their cars while the others followed behind him. Well, the next day, two farmers found his body in an irrigation canal, blindfolded, wrists had rope marks, he'd been shot in the back of the head. Mm. So nobody was ever charged with that because, again, it's the cartel. Yeah. And it's kind of a state-sponsored thing. Five months before that, he was playing a show at Coachella, uh, the city, not the festival. Okay, Coachella. yeah, it didn't seem to line up, but and uh, a 34 year old man jumped on stage and began firing a small 25 caliber pistol at Chilino. Okay, Chilino pulled a 10 millimeter pistol from his waistband, which he had on him during the show. Yeah, I mean, 
<laughs> the reasons are obvious enough, right? Yeah, no, like, it checks out when you put the whole picture in the frame. Pulled the pistol from his waistband and began a running gun battle chasing the man. Okay. The 34-year-old fan. 400 people were in attendance. Seven to ten people were reportedly hit in the exchange, including the group's accordionist and uh, and Chilino. Has anything so metal ever happened near an accordionist before or ever? Boy, that's a great point. Before or after. Yeah, no, because... Not to shit on accordionists, but... Yeah, what was it called? Like uh, More, more fl- guns around guitars. What was the band that the Dimebag was playing in? Uh, it was like Power Trip or didn't he Flower have Power Tripping like Dime Bag and something else? Dime in the Bags. I don't think it was called Dime in the Bags. <laughs> I don't think so. Power Trip, I want to say, is what it was. But I say all that just to say that I'm positive. Whatever the band was called, they didn't have an accordion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this would yeah. be a lot more metal than that. <laughs> God, I just love thinking about them waking up Donovan. Yeah, it's a classic. Him. <laughs> all right can i go back <laughs> what do you want me to should i call his family is that what's step two here folks and i think it was a different guy but similar i think it was the same radio station but different guy who when uh when jerry garcia died he told corby and it was like one of the one of the basis for are you sitting down <laughs> yeah yeah and the guy was like well i'm going home i don't know what you're doing but we don't have to be here today. Like I think it might have been somebody who had the authority possibly to tell him. Who's his 9-11? <laughs> we don't have to be here today. Captain Trips. <laughs> Captain Trips. So anyways, yeah. Shout out to Chilino Sanchez. Shout out to Chilino Sanchez. Yeah, the video I had for you, this is just kind of funny. Oh, it's a funny um, video. <clears throat> so my, my wife watched. This is kind of jacked up too. People don't need to see it. You just need the audio. Okay. Um. The video's just kind of jacked up. That reminds up. me. I'm not going to be able to get to it. Um, I got audio on my phone I want you to listen to, but it's on my phone. Do you have football on your phone? Fantasy, fantasy, football, fantasy? No. Okay. Dan's been really hammering the Manning brother commercials from a few years ago where they rap and have tiny little footballs. So anyways, yeah, my wife watched like this uh I think I got it. This documentary yeah, about sorry. like sweatpants. I'm focused. Or some shit. Documentary about sweatpants or some shit. I don't know. Care to well, go on? So it appears to be like have Lulu in the title, but it's not Lululemon. This is oh, okay, I, I know what it is. So I'm really but, confused uh, by how all that played out. But uh just this seems like a caricature of what Dan would accuse your wife of doing, watching a documentary about sweatpants. <laughs> So it's called. Yeah, I've heard it's good. I, I think it's know. called Lula Rich. Yeah, yeah. But despite the fact that it's got Lula, it doesn't have anything to do with Lululemon. So I feel like that's a real dissonance sure. in me trying to understand what any of this is about. And I think it's it, it is about pants. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like yeah. So it's not like it's entirely right. So it's confusing. But so it's not about the uh, Brazilian president either. What's his name? Lula. Did he get wrapped up in the? Uh, Pandora Papers. We're going to talk about that in a second. We are no. Well, I mean, Bolsonaro is the current president. That's He's what the, I'm thinking the of. The previous, he was the uh, the left wing leader who was uh, jailed to pave the way for Bolsonaro taking power. I'm sure we had nothing to do with that. <laughs> I no involvement. The, I don't whatsoever. like the whole thing. It seemed to me I'm no expert. I'm the furthest thing from an expert on Brazil. Although I can name the last two leaders. 
Uh, but it, That's pretty good. it seemed to me like Lulu was doing a better job. Um, so pant documentary, it's Lululemon, but it's not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and like a bunch of celebrities got mixed up. In, I think it's just a fucking pyramid scheme is like the yeah. gist of what I'm getting from this. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I think this, we go to bed about three hours apart now. So we live very different lives as I'm getting in bed at like 9.15 every night. Yeah, she, there's no way she's in at 6, so I'm, I'm figuring yeah. out. Yeah, okay. So she I mean, sent me this I, the you next know, morning. I, I, I play the role of uh, your wife, of course. Um, no one examined that sentence. Uh, but uh, yeah, that, that that's how I've been living most of the time and uh, I like it. Yeah. It's weird, but it's where we are. So. She's probably not willing to admit it to you. Like, it's not, you know, I mean, what good could come of it? If the, But those are probably the best three hours of her day. Well, that works out because the three then I get the next morning are the best of mine. There you go. Yeah, everyone's happy, but not really. <laughs> so, she, What if the person, though, that what if you in this situation actually just woke up at the same time and then complained all day they were tired? What? How would you feel then? Uh, that feels like it would be a... Taxing. Hypothetically. I'm I'm just saying hypothetically, I think that would be taxing. I'm kidding. Well, so she watched this uh documentary and she filmed this and sent it to me and okay. I, I left. I think the audio will be in it. You may have to read it. I don't know if there's like a text thing there. Heading into the convention in that summer of two they had lost convention in two thousand eighteen. Lularose spent so much money on Kelly Clark's when they owed many retailers money. And they made so many retailers go through all these hoops to get their money back and that they had that to spend on Kelly Clarkson. Honestly, to this day, I will not listen to Kelly Clarkson at all. I am full on boycott, which is sad because I love Kelly Clarkson as a singer. I love that duet with Jason L.D., uh, Don't You Want to Stay. That's one of my all time favorite songs. I can't listen to it anymore because of <laughs> So it's this, gen- this gentleman who puts, <laughs> puts stakes to the whole thing. Right, yeah. Before it was just a bunch of people getting ripped off. But then, while they were bilking their retailers and investors, and he okay, was he was seems getting, bad. He was getting uh, taken. Using the money shouldn't have been towards that purpose. Okay, but go then you on. brought Kelly Clarkson into this. I loved her. To I this never day. listened to her. I can't. I cannot listen to, this to her. Day. I love listening to her. That duet with Aldine, my favorite song. Can't listen to it. Walk down the aisle. That. <laughs> Because can't hear a single fucking note now. Because they paid Kelly Clarkson, and that's like a whole other topic. What did Kelly have anything to do with that? They just took her money, or she took their money, and so she's. They're saying he, he's just. To, if you're doing a show, you're. It's just a I traumatic mean, memory. Yeah, if, if he's saying it, just reminds him of the whole thing. Which, like, whatever, whatever. I, I respect his pain. Um, but if he's trying to make some argument that Kelly ought to have done due diligence on ever and paying her, she would never do a single fucking show. That is funny though, because I don't recall exactly how old I was when I learned about like the non-touring event, uh, economy. Like I remember hearing when I was private events. Yeah. Like when I was probably my early twenties, I remember learning that Rolling Stone had played like some Silicon Valley billionaire's birthday party for like a million dollars. And I was like, holy shit, like that's a thing? And then I remember a few years ago that was like uh, – And Funny People. That was, that was a, I, I don't know if I knew a lot about it before. Seth Rogen plays that like private thing and then James Taylor gets up there and he's like – he's standing next to James Taylor and says, you, 
get tired of playing those songs. And James Taylor says you get tired of talking about your dick. <laughs> James Taylor's probably a league leading private event guy, by and the way. Would be so fucking dope to see James Taylor with like you and you know. That doesn't people. sound that great to me. I'm not I that big of a James fan. Taylor. But Man makes amazing music. Because like we looked into booking Bloodhound Gang one time. <laughs> Go on. As you were involved. I'm you pretty sure Jason you? sent us like the the price breakdown, like for what you can get it done for. Someone sent us something. I thought it was more speculative. I don't think it was like an offer sheet. No, it was not. A, the conversation stalled. The talks yeah, did not get it to the I, advance. I'm recalling this now. I think that it, I think we both agree that maybe by your 40th birthday, and I would agree with it. Yeah. Give yeah, me a little time to save. I can chip in my part. It is like I would watch a documentary just about that, though. Just about the weird, because like Blood I remember, gang playing your fortieth birthday. Yeah, we're going to make a documentary about it if it happens. So. Like Nelly got in trouble for playing like uh, Erdogan's birthday or something. <laughs> like there's just so many of these like people just get mixed up playing like murderous dictator parties, and it's like, well, you know, the guy just loves Shakira, and he yeah. was willing to pay three hundred grand, I, and like that's a thing, you know. All even the the biggest band of all time. Who needs does Nelly's it. music more? Than like Erdogan's, you know, house staff. You know, he's just trying to let us good lives. I don't, I would not criticize him for playing the show. But, anyways, um, Kelly Clarkson. No, I was, I was recently an event with my family. Oh, it still says downloading. God damn it. Maybe we'll just need to do this another time. I mean, I got plenty of other stuff. But Go I did find out that I can get the recording from my phone to play on the computer. It's just not uh, doing it right now. That's okay. What, you can proceed. It's a couple weeks ago, anyways. Um, I have a bummer of a topic. You want to hear about that one? Is that a good way of selling it? I mean, not great. Again, we're sitting here staring at this picturesque uh, non-bayed bay window. The weather's I was nice. Thinking, Cowboys are three and one. Like whatever but, you imagine the uh, the Virgin Earth, um, you know, before anyone had done any building. I think that, like, uh, you know, of all the places in America, I would like to go in any given time. Los Angeles is pretty high up there. It's pretty fucking great. I know a lot of people who haven't been there are like, I bet it's not that good. And I'm just here to tell you, I was you once. In fact, it is wonderful. And uh, I think that if, if you just had the uh, America before touched by man, I bet that that's top 10 place still. Like, Yellow, like Yellowstone, you would well, say, yeah. if there's no development, you'd be like, well, Yellowstone's pretty fucking dope. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's in some ways it is dope because it is undeveloped in a way that the rest of the world isn't. But still, you know, the fucking mountains, the geothermal features, uh, amazing. But I would bet, like, as a, as a you know, just if a whole, a whole country is a nature preserve, having mountains and ocean that close together and everything else, I'll bet that as, as much as they've done a great job of making... Uh, of building things in Los Angeles, I'll bet it was better before they got there. Like Manhattan, you would never fucking say that. No, definitely not. <laughs> yeah. It's like LA, I, Yellowstone, Turner Falls, although Turner Falls probably needed the water slides to really be set off. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. I want to go back up there soon. I almost drowned there when I was a kid. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I looked, uh, I, I went and found the area in the San Marcos River where you uh, jumped, like just on a map. Yeah. Um. <laughs> It's tough just looking time, at man. it and just thinking about that, I just my heart goes out to you, dude. Hey, I made it. I know, but what what what's going on in your life that you're at a, a Chili's or whatever? What was it? I think it was a Joe's Crab Joe's Shack. Joe's Crab Shack. Yeah, and we weren't like, even at the Joe's Crab Shack. <laughs> okay, go on. I mean, it's it was just part of the park. 
Like if you see the, if you can see it on a map, like we were just at the park that you day. You were at Schlitterbahn? No, no, the park. There's a park in, oh, okay, in the okay, middle okay, of San Marcos that like it. runs and it the where the river. Because I don't ends think the Joe's Crab Shack is open it's anymore. Not. It's not. But yeah, I, I found uh, you know like a some Google in, instance that it was. Yeah, yeah, and I think how many Joe's Crab Shacks are there? Period anymore. That's a good question. I've only really been to one ever in my life, and it wasn't that one. I never actually went there. But yeah, yeah it's it's just part of the. You can see it's part of uh, Sewell Park. Yeah, love Sewell Park. The best. <laughs> just... Yeah, so I just jumped in like right here. Yeah, and I mean you can obviously. Sewell Park is great because you can just get in there. Yeah, that's what we do. And we would just yeah, tune from here that? all the way down to there. But yeah, Sewell Park. But it's not as high. You know, you like to jump off cool stuff. You're backflip guy, you know. I do, yeah. I am so is L.A. like guy. getting – is it dying or something? What got you to L.A.? Is it just because we were looking at Grapevine? Well, no, I was just – I was thinking about, uh, you know, just the, the previous imagining the world before buildings was built. Okay. And I I, that was the as I was driving topic, around like, there, I was so like, bad. I think that even like most cities, I go there because the buildings are there. There's no, you yeah. would not live in, you would not ever visit this part of the country if this, like, you know, if, if you were just the first man showing up, you wouldn't get to Dallas and be like, oh my God. Yeah. But I think that LA, you would absolutely, without question in my mind, be like, you know what? Hundreds of years from now, whenever everything's built up, there is going to be a ton of people here. You know how many people there are? L.A. County is the size of Michigan. Same amount of population. Michigan is the 10th largest state, Jay. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw this recently. The Amazing resi- Resistance people love to post this shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't... I think it's, it's like, wrong to take it in that direction. And if you want the rest of the country to be governed like L.A. County, I would... Is re- re- caution you against. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, it, it, it's still just, uh, you know on a, a mind-boggling, you know, just crazy stats. I hope I'm getting to go back if, if I'm still employed tomorrow, the next day, every day. But Super Bowl's there. Super Bowl's there? Is in L.A.? That's wonderful. So I don't know, like, where we'll be in the city as far as uh, convention center-wise. But, yeah, I don't know a ton about L.A., man. Yeah, I mean, the big convention center is just it's downtown next to the Staples Center. Like, they demolished part of it to build the Staples Center. So. I'll report back. You could stay in Echo Park, see where the crash unit did their thing. That's where they made their deals, dude. That's where uh, Aceveda met up to try to, well, I mean, it's the first episode, so I'm not sure if it's much of a spoiler, but that's where we first learned that Terry was working with Aceveda in episode one. Mm-hmm. I have seen the first episode. He didn't make it to episode two. Oh, So man. that meeting was uh, fool, fool's errand. Shouldn't have talked to Aceveda. So what's your bummer topic? Well... Uh, I had it recommended to me a uh, podcast about Liberty University. Have you oh, also yeah. had this recommended? Yeah, it's in the queue, but <clears throat> yeah, the, once football starts, it's tough. I hear you. Uh, the The new iOS has a thing where if someone texted you a podcast, it now shows up there. And I would say that's one of the most useful tools I've ever seen in my entire life. That's interesting because I've had written down for my weekend tasks for like six weeks to switch to a new podcast app. Yeah, you're right. So it, I probably won't get that feature if I do. The podcast app fucking blows. It's so bad. Uh, I, I also would like to uh, do it just, it, it just, it's not reliable. No. It, it does a number of things and I'm sure that they did not intend for it to do that upset me. Um, but they do now show you whenever people texted you a podcast. Okay. So that's great. So I saw it sitting there and I was like, yeah, I should listen to that. And I was listening to it. 
I'm uh I'm yeah, I'm I'm done now. I finished while I was at lunch. That's a little What we had today. Um went down to a John's Cafe, had a, had some French toast, some eggs, and some bacon. This is around noon, so I'm calling it lunch. Okay, you at least got eggs and bacon in there. You don't like French toast? No. Oh, it's one of the best foods. You know that though. It's a top food. Yeah, you don't like sweet things, but you know. Uh this is one of the points where which we diverge. Yeah, so I, I, I listen to the podcast and we're talking about a lot of bad things that Liberty University did and a lot of bad things that Jerry Falwell Jr. did, and they do seem very bad. It's it's a good podcast. I you know, I recommend. Gangster um, capitalism, right? Yes, yes, yes. That's a great <laughs> reset for Liberty the audience podcast. there. Yeah. Yes. Uh it's season three of a show called Gangster Capitalism. I have not listened to the rest of it and the guy seems a little over the top at times, and I—it's so easy to imagine. Like at the end, where they tur- they they make the turn to, but here's what Liberty should do. You have to know that Liberty's not taking that too. Like I, as someone who is sympathetic to most of the things he's saying, I'm not listening to this thinking seriously that this is a man who has Liberty's interests best at heart. Yeah, you know, he seems fairly disgusted by the whole thing, and I think that he does have some of the people chronicled best interests at heart. You know, uh, whenever he's talking about LGBTQ students, uh, you know, how could you talk to them and not uh, feel that their best interests um, should be served? So, you know, I, I, I buy him there, but like, it's not like he wants to see a robust version of the school or something. Uh, so I, the people who do want to see a robust version of the school, I could see how they might brush off his suggestions. But I'm not saying the suggestions themselves are bad anyways. Um, and I was, I was listening to the entire thing and, uh, you know, trying to take it in openly and I was, uh, bothered seems like a weird, but I'll, I'll go with bothered. Uh, I was bothered as I was listening of like, Hey TC, that school that you like, have they done everything right the whole time? Mm. And, uh, in fact, I, the more I think about it, I hadn't thought about this incident. I mean, the whole story broke in 2012, I think, and I have not spent a lot of time thinking about it since then, but now that, uh, I've had occasion to, I'd like to go back and re-examine it and, um, boy, I see things differently than I did at the time. So, uh, it was all reported in 2012, um, but it happened in 2010. So, uh... Notre Dame has uh, St. Mary's College. Back whenever Notre Dame used to be an exclusively male institution, St. Mary's was the female counterpart. Um, and it still functions today. Like uh, in Rudy, uh, St. Mary's is where or he might go to Holy Cross, but I, I think it's St. Mary's. I'm not positive. I should know. I do love that movie. I've seen it several times. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's... it's a. Uh, it's somewhat like the way uh, Blinn functions for AM or something like that. Of you know, it's a, another, it's a, or you know, no offense, but Texas State surely has some element of that with Texas, right? Sure. Um, so it's that kind of thing. And uh, a St. Mary's student um, accused uh, Prince Shembo, a Notre Dame football player, of sexually assaulting her. And uh, it was in his dorm room. Um, she said that, uh, you know, he was. She was he was making advances that she was telling him not to do. He was going pretty far. I believe it's mainly like uh, you know, taking her shirt off and uh mauling her in that fashion. And then he got a, a phone call and um that like gave her he stopped and she left, kind of thing. Uh they they had been with two people uh prior in the night. Uh like he'd had Prince had a friend uh who I think was also on the football team. 
not sure that it was ever identified who that was. If it was, I don't know. Um, and then that friend's girlfriend were uh, were both there. And then they they left. And whenever they left, you know, he made his move. And the th- reasons why this was not taken super seriously at the time um, was that the two friends both backed up Prince as we were there before and it seemed like she was fairly interested to us. Um, and then they subpoenaed the phone records and he did not receive a call. He made a call. So, you know, her whole story of like, he was doing this, then, you know, this person interrupted by making this call. Um, he stopped and dialed someone else. It was how it must have been, um, based on the phone records and, you know, all that stuff, it's got whatever. And his Prince hired a lawyer to navigate this whole situation and the lawyer did some Roy guns Black. blazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He did some Roy Black stuff of the same kind of thing. Of like, this is a mentally unstable woman with a history of doing crazy stuff, and here she is at it again. Um, but I, I, I don't give any of that credibility, and I don't think that it's useful whenever examining what went on in the situation. Um, but yeah, so the school never suspended him. Never, never did anything. They, they basically backed up his story you know they they said that they looked into it and that in in their opinion his story was correct um that that she was the one that was interested in him and was making the moves and then you know didn't like how it turned out or whatever um so there's two things that have happened or that happened after the fact that upon looking at them now i would say that as far as i understand how things work they're both very damning for him. Uh, one is, and this is, I'm, I'm sorry to drop this on you. It's fairly large. She, uh, Ten days after this, she uh, she committed suicide. Jesus Christ, DC. She killed herself. Um, and whenever trying to think through, you know, like, like they're they're alleging she's mentally unstable, anyways. Even if you say that, like, if you just say, like, okay, I'll I'll take you at face value. I don't know that that kind of because they're saying like she's mentally unstable and she's attention seeking, and I don't I don't know that that sort of thing quite like whenever I think about reasons why it's not like I'm an expert on the topic, but I'm certainly interested in uh, you know the, the topic of suicide and like how I'll, you know how it works mentally around it, and I, I think that that kind of something did happen to me and no one cares. So I feel insignificant and I feel like there's like that I've lost control of my life. You know, I've made this point on the podcast several times. I think that suicide is usually an attempt to control what you can control as you understand it from the bottom of your depression. Um, And, you know, I I don't know that if, I don't know that you're doing it if you, the control that's being taken away is like no one's believing your lie, you know? Whereas I think that if no one's believing your truth, then it feels like you've got no options. And if you want to do anything about it to stop feeling like you're not being heard, then this is what you do. Um, and then the other incident, uh, this is not uh, as bad, but it's not good. You're not going to like it. Um, he was allowed to, this happened before he played a game and he was allowed to play out his entire career. went in the third round, I think to the Falcons and while a member of the Falcons, uh, he's, he was living with a girlfriend. The girlfriend had a dog and, uh, he got upset with the dog. He killed the dog. 
And I would say that that, to me, paints the picture of someone who, you know, I mean, like, then you kind of go back and reexamine everything else. And you're like, dude, the kind of person that would kill a fucking dog, like, what else are they doing? Yeah. Uh, and this was another, the thing that was known at the time. And, you know, I don't know. I don't like like I said, I, I don't want to view all of the other stories about her life, of which the lawyer was supplying several um, as being like a, a huge determining factor because you know, whatever the, the important thing is the facts of the case, but, uh, he, his, uh, in, whenever he was a senior in high school and I can't believe that he was accepted after this, but like he, he, uh, he threw a desk at a teacher. Like she, she took away his phone and he was mad about it. And I don't know if it's like a Bob Knight, you know, like, uh, tossing it in the direction and then it gets turned into through at. You know, yeah, and listen. I just want to take this specific <laughs> incident in a vacuum and uh-huh. not really look at the dog or the uh, potential assault. It's the concept of throwing a desk is funny. Yeah, and the, the I'll be the first one to tell you. Sometimes those teachers got a mouth on them, <laughs> <laughs> and the phone. I mean, phones were it was probably an iPhone. You know, yeah, phones were. It's not like she took his fifty-one fifty, <laughs> the brick phone or something. Yeah, so. I don't know. We're we're willing to suspend judgment in that. Okay, one. thank you. <laughs> but just uh, you know, uh, knowing those two pieces of information, I I don't think it's a slam dunk. But I I, I kind of do. Really, just looking at I, this is real wishy washy of me because I'm still trying to process it and figure out where I stand on the whole thing. Um, because I I think that I think the fact that she took her life to me pretty strongly indicates. That, you know, I mean, if, if if this was a whole, like, attention ploy, then I think that she's pretty interested in seeing how it plays out. Yeah. And, you know, like, continuing to uh, push this button of, like, pushing this investigation forward. A um, couple other fucked up things by the school. At the time that she uh, committed suicide, they had not talked to him. Like, I think it was, like I said, it was 10 days later. So they, they had not interviewed him to ask what had happened yet. Uh, that's something that I would have done the next day. Because she, uh, she reported this pretty immediately. Um, and then the other thing is that they at the time that they had not talked to him, they had talked to a former roommate of hers at another school to ask, like, hey, I heard you got crossways with this girl. Is she the kind of crazy person who would just go accusing people That was stuff? part of the school's investigation? That's That was what was alleged. It's, it's not like they ever, like, you know, released a report where they were like, you know, this, this woman clearly is nuts. Look at what this roommate said. But, uh, yeah, the university had investigated Lizzie herself, including speaking with a former roommate at another school that had previously had some, dis- uh, that she had previously had some disagreement with. That doesn't feel necessary at all. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's a paywall, uh, paywalled Washington post article. And they're doing, they're a real leader in, blocking my efforts to get their articles for free because they cut off the incognito pretty quickly, but I was still able to get uh, through the uh, printfriendly.com backdoor, but they found a way to, to shut that one. You so could just give them $5 a off month. to them. Fucking compost? They're not getting my money. <laughs> it doesn't come up often enough. It would not be $5 well spent. I don't, I don't think that they're universally just pumping out great work that I need to see. I'm pretty sure I pay for it. Some of it's fine. I'll see if I can get you a login. Hey, thank you. <clears throat> it's really uh, interesting because I thought when you started this, this was going to be 
the quarterly article about the tens of thousands of people that the Catholic Church molested. Well, you know, sexual assault's in there somewhere. So it, it did wet your whistle a little bit. That's what you were before. I don't know. It's weird when I see those stories because I don't read them. That's the first thing. And the second thing is like, I don't understand. Like, are these new ones? Are these antiques only? Like Dave Chappelle would say. Yeah. And it just seems, it's very, uh, very dog bites man, right? Like, does anyone react at all to large scale investigations about the Catholic Church and the molestation of of kids? But I yeah, do feel like I we mean, get a, I, a, a I, big bombshell every six months. I do feel like I want all of those people's stories to be heard. You know what I mean? Like anyone who had that happen, I think that they, if if they want a reporter to sit across from them and like nod and believe them, I think that they deserve that. So I'm I'm fine with that all occurring. But yeah, no, it's it's not like now. I think that they, uh, I, it's pretty well established. What is the Catholic take on? And I realize this is a very sensitive subject that I probably should know more about, but don't. What is the Catholic take on why it is concentrated in that particular sect of the faith? Is it that everyone does it and everyone's just reporting on the ones that we've done? Is it something in doctrine that leads to this? I mean, it's certainly true that religious leaders in other faiths also commit sexual yes. infidelity that's what i'm saying is this, is the official position that it's no worse here you guys are just out to get us i have no idea and i, I you know i don't really mean from you either I'm yeah, not trying yeah to put yeah. you on the spot i just wondered yeah, if you've ever no, heard I, I i don't and and i wouldn't care if i did you know like you've got a giant problem you should fix your problem if someone else has a problem they should fix theirs but like who gives a fuck right like uh i mean if it if it's in service of making you take the problem more seriously of like, geez, we're getting a lot more than these people, so we should really do something about this, then I guess it's useful. But, you know, um, I just I, hope everyone... Because I've always just assumed it's... Now, I have step one of this. I don't have any of the others. I've always assumed that it was the, you can't you can't be with a woman. This, that's my step one. But if yeah. you were to ask me how step two gets you to young boy, I don't know that I have the path to get from one to two. At all. It is very surprising that they don't go after, and I mean, I'm sure there's instances where they have, I, I don't know, I, I don't know that I have a real handle on the whole thing, but you would think like... You just don't hear it about the same it too often. Eight, 17, 18 year old girls that everyone else is trying to assault would very be... Very odd. The, you know, yeah, no, I, I, don't, I don't understand how that manifests. I mean, like, I, I do have a sense that it's more about other things than it is about like pure sex right like power yeah like i i I would i would think that that's why religious leaders in all faiths struggle with this sort of thing is that it is a it's selecting for a certain kind of person who has a certain belief about themselves that they deserve the special things in life yeah that's why that they should be at the head of this group and you know going right along with that is they're definitely the kind of person who you know can can treat others as objects he treats objects like women man um treat others as objects and you know it's a it's a bad deal hey pipe down over there so i mentioned the uh pandora papers to you are you familiar with this at all 
even keep it up, Kev? Did you see this? Yeah, I saw a little bit of it, and my initial thought was like, uh, we keep on hearing these things, and then what happens? Yeah. And then the other part of my uh, brain was like, well, you know, in the rest of the world, there were like a whole ton of leaders who got deposed for this. So maybe your America-centric view of like, but nothing happens, isn't true if... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you that's know, if, true. If other if other countries like the whole governments are crashing down, I'm like, yeah, but like, what happened here? <laughs> that's true. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> I read the really long initial report today, and I don't know. It's weird because it is a big deal, and I would suggest you just find the original like report. Twenty minutes, you can get through it. But it's also. It's also kind of like Epstein and that I see the story and I'm like, well, yeah. Yeah. Like, as I texted our buddy David Ruff about it this morning when I sent it to him, I was like, you're not going to believe it, but the elites are at it again. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole point of it is that like hundreds of politicians and, and leaders of industry the world over. I had that uh, thought too, but like I, I some of the people do have some some accountability come to them. Out of all this stuff, uh, you're right. It's you know it, it it reminds me of True Detective, uh, where they do catch the killer, and then you're upset that the architect of this whole thing, uh, Ed Tuttle's just going on being a senator, and you know the, there's got that news report put in at the end where they're like, you know he's been cleared of any connection. <laughs> so like you you could because he's but because the the root of the problem hasn't been fully dealt with, you could start to think that nothing has happened. But in fact, this man who is killed over and over and over again is dead. So, you know, it kind of depends what end of the kaleidoscope you're looking through. I'm not sure if that's actually an idiom, but... No, I think that works. But it's, you know, the thing about this particular one is... Uh, you're not going to stop making having rich people hide their money, but you can punish these specific ones you caught. And that's good. Yeah, but these people are never going to be punished. And so it's it's the rare story that is both shocking and in no way surprising at the same time that you're reading it. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of it's just about tax havens. Hey, can you give us a minute here, Chief? We're almost done. Let's uh let's maybe take it easy so the next few plays out. Okay. There you go. Really? Um but it's like it's like Shit that if you see it on Mr. Robot, you're like, well, that's certainly like an exaggerated version of what's really happening. Yeah. But then when you read through like the breakdown of what they found with all these documents, it's not exaggerated at all. Did you ever watch that Panama Papers movie? No, I'd like to. because I pretty could, good. Honestly, had kind of forgotten about the Panama Papers until this one came out. Yeah, I mean, it's like, what, what are you going to do to make a movie about this, right? Yeah. But it's... A bunch of interviews. It's interesting. I mean, it's not, it's not interview, you know, it's... It's a creative way to approach the subject. It certainly takes some of the information we learn from it and teaches it to a wider audience. It's it's a good movie. Okay. I'll check it out. I'm interested now. But yeah, it's a bunch of like... it's on Netflix. You know, uh, shell companies and tax havens and somehow like uh, half of like the commercial real estate in South Dakota is owned by like King of Jordan. Just shit like that that you're like, really? Yeah, South Dakota it, popping up was certainly... A surprise for me. Uh, it's The Laundromat. That's the movie I'm thinking of. Okay, because they got to clean it. That's right. That's right. But yeah, South Dakota's a big player here. 
Um, and it's just it's the, the other thing is that there are a lot of uh, officials wrapped up in this that are like hardcore populists. Yeah, like it's that's a bummer. It would it literally I don't know enough about the people that were not American that were listed here, but it's basically like if Bernie, if you found out like because when people found out Bernie had like a a second home, people were like how the fuck is this possible? If you don't, uh, if if you got to be poor to have your positions. This is like finding out that somebody has tens and tens and tens of millions of dollars on a piece of paper in, you know, the British Virgin Islands or something. Yeah. And then it's like back home railing against this company and that company. The Catholics are involved in this as well. Sure. Um, from, you know, hiding monies. But it's uh, it was interesting to me, but it was almost like I went through the full cycle in one hour of like, Oh, this is something cool I would be interested in. Oh, this is, man, this is fucking infuriating to, mm, I don't know. It's just kind of, this kind of is, you know, nothing's going to happen. The news won't talk about it, right? It won't be on, you know, we got to get an update on what, if, whether or not dog has found Brian yet. I, he hasn't yet. I checked in. He has not. He uh, canceled his appearance at Hazard Fest. Which is an annual festival in Tennessee that celebrates the Dukes of Hazard. Okay. Um, and the original cast is there, the surviving members, anyways. Uh, we're going to have Dog the Bounty Hunter. Well, too. he was going to be joining uh, a whole cadre of other individuals for meet and greet opportunities, such as the cast of Swamp People and Duck Dynasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was going to be there, you know, but he reluctantly, I would imagine, because Hazard Fest does look dope. Had to make no, the public no. statement that it's just it's too important right now for him to be hot on the trail. So he's sending Leland. Okay, good. Any fans of the show will remember his son who had yeah. like the ponytail but shave look, <laughs> <laughs> which because of course he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good one. If you ever want to pass the time, just pop on some old episodes. You're going to like it. I've been thinking about making Dan watch a few of them because he never saw it. Yeah, it's and good. He's my, great. He's an amazing uh the uh Dak Shepherd podcast episode with him you would enjoy. Oh, damn, you're giving me a lot of homework here, but I have to hear that. I mean I'm just I'm making your life better is what I'm doing. Enriching. Uh-huh. Yeah, that and, and Bar Rescue were like my probably top two marathon binge type shows. I would agree with that ranking. Yes. And dude, I can't I just never wanted them to end. Those are shows made by people who know how to entertain. Okay, now you have to watch a couple episodes of Squid Game. Okay. Is it all uh, dubbed? You can do either way. You can read I don't think I like English subtitles <laughs> or you can have it done in English with dubs. Okay. And I've seen it I've seen people make cases for both ways, but I don't know. I just I watch it with subtitles. The, the, like the trailer autoplayed and yeah, I, I fucking hated the overdub. Yeah, it's not. I I, I didn't I would, even try it. But. I would prefer the subtitles. I'm confident of that. Now that I know there's a subtitles option, yeah, I'll I'll check it out. It's. I don't think I'm. It's really good, but it's also. Do you ever like watch something and then you're questioning to yourself whether or not it's good actually or just different? Sure. I'm not sure yet. Yeah. Because it's definitely different. But I don't Which, know. That'll work. Yeah, I don't know yet if I actually think it's good. I just know As that. As Urban I'm, Meyer knows. Boy. That'll work. Dude, that article you sent me, we wrap up with this, but like 
Yeah, I was think I was thinking there's a decent chance we walked in and this was just Durban, but we we were sitting here in minute fifty five and we're just now getting to it. Yeah, I mean, look, I've we've done two and a half segments in the last two days, but the best part is just I'm really really into you know we saw some of this with with the Gabby Petito case, but the the online sleuth is just really having a a moment you know there's just too much out there for you to really like lie too much anymore yeah the, <laughs> the, the article he's talking about is there's a guy who lives in columbus that was just basically like listen i'm in town i've i talked to a bunch of people who showed up at urban meyer's steakhouse looked at the picture on the wall looked back at the guy sitting at the table looked at the picture on the wall back at the guy and we're like holy shit it's him and then just know what happened for the rest of the way there so the like they can easily tell you no there were no grandchildren at the table so like what the fuck's going on um looking into the booster who was part of the traveling party that's that's a fun twitter profile yeah he's got like trump photos and stuff right yeah dj tj photos and it's funny too like i saw trill tweet today let me see if i can find like the actual tweet here to read it to you but uh like it's really funny wow that was a loud one we weren't gonna make it through the lawn or the uh the post post person going by yeah we understand that yeah uh his, his tweet was basically like, if we're supposed to think of... Not by this beautiful bay window. No. See her too well. So he wanted us to believe that he's out with his grandkids going to dinner. And then somehow... Some the next table. Somehow they went Certainly home. not a girl who he had on his cell phone. Definitely no. not. Zero percent chance of that. So he went home. They went home. And then like he just stayed behind. <laughs> You know what a weird scenario it would be if, like, he was at dinner <laughs> with his wife and, like, grandkids. I want to do this. And they're like, all right, well, we're done like, here. Right, honey, you take the kid back. I'm like, actually yeah. having a great time at the bar here at Texas Roadhouse. Yeah. This group of 20-somethings, they're... Yeah, they're asking if I can they're stay. Asking. Yeah. And she's like, that's fine. I'll head home. Hey, don't worry about it. I'll head home and bathe them and immediately tweet about it, thereby invalidating every fucking lie you're about to try to tell on Monday in your press conference. As Twill said... As Trill said, I keep thinking of different things that make the Urban Fire shit even funnier to me. Like, imagine you being out with your grandfather, and on the way home, he's got to stop and dance with some strange. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're just in the car. Like, and he's like, guys, give me 10. We're going to pop in over here at this uh, Irish pub. Yeah. It's, uh, I, know it's, I know it's 11 o'clock on Friday night, and I've had you out a little late already, but I'm really horny. <laughs> it's, it's i don't know do you are you interested in the question of like i am i naive for thinking that it probably stopped there i think it stopped there like i don't think he like had sex with her no yeah and just i do i don't know boy now i'm scrolling back through tyler's tweets today uh-huh did you ever see this quote no John Gruden said this in an interview to Playboy in 2003. <laughs> this is amazing. Bucks head coach John Gruden interviewed in the September issue of Playboy reveals that he lost his virginity at age 17 in South Bend, Indiana. Great place to do it. I lost my virginity to the Notre Dame fight song, Gruden says. There was a band, asks Playboy. No, not even music, but it was in my mind. <laughs> same. Big same. It's a catchy tune. It never uh, leaves, really. All right, we'll see you later this week. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow. For everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. 
We do thank you for watching. Good night.